Welcome to the Variety Hour on AM 990, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Welcome to Talk Money on AM 990. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. And good morning and welcome to Talk Money. And this is our special Christmas show. And we're going to talk about some things that day that you need to be thinking about, whether you're buying that gift or returning your gift. Literally, you know, I mean, we've had a holiday season in Memphis, Tennessee, that has been Phenomenal. I mean, I, I actually drove by the IKEA store. Notice I said drove by. There's no way I would go into the IKEA store in Memphis because you can't get into the IKEA store in Memphis. Because when I say season, you know, holiday shopping, it's heated up. I mean, that's a part of the city that would be red hot at this particular time of the year. But more people are shopping. You got shopping online. You got, uh, and as a result of that, you got scam artists. So today's program, I have two guests, Jonathan McAllister, Scott Jordan, and a special program in the second half with some very, very special guests. And you do not want to miss this part of the program. But before that, we dive in with that special guest group. Uh, Jonathan and Scott, welcome to the program, guys. I appreciate you being here this morning. Glad to be here, Jim. Thanks for having us, Jim. You know, one of the things that so many people get caught up in this time is we're shopping, we're, we're doing it online, we're, we're at the store, we're not paying attention, and I know this, there's people that try to steal your information and ultimately your money. And we talk about whether it's a scam artist, whether it's the guy just, you know, happened to be in line with you. We want to talk about how do you protect yourself without stop shopping? I mean, you know, without scaling back your purchases. And, you know, here's I want to go through some strategies that people can think about. I know one of the things we're going to be doing in the next couple of days is returning those unwanted gifts. And I think that is... Um, you know, I, I you don't do a lot. I don't do a lot of that. Uh, but let's talk about what do you have to have, Jonathan, if you've got to return some gifts that, you know, maybe that was not. You got the tie that you'd never wear. What about You it? got the tie that you're never going to wear. <laughs> you got the ugly sweater from the aunt that you only see on Christmas, I Easter, and maybe it. on your birthday. <laughs> I got it. And, it, you know, every store is going to have a different return policy. But a good rule of thumb is that most stores are only going to allow you about 30 days during the holidays to return most of those gifts. And you need to be sure that you've got the receipt. Got the receipt. That's right. So actually something that um, Shelly and I realized that when we were getting married, one of the places that we actually registered at was Bed Bath & Beyond. Yep. And it, they will allow you to return an item to their store without a receipt at any time. But what they will do is they will go back and look up the original price of that item and then deduct 20% and go ahead and assume that someone used a coupon yep. to purchase it. Yeah. Wow. So one thing that you always want to make sure, if you can get that receipt in there, you're going to get full value back. I'm not sure if that's just a Bed Bath & Beyond policy or if it's a somewhat of a retail-wide policy, but 20% on yeah. you know, $100, $200 is that's good amount a lot of money. Of money. Right. Yeah, that's right. So you need to pay attention if you're going to be returning gifts. And, hey, this morning you may be thinking about that. i got to return some gifts or, you know, I haven't gotten all my Christmas shopping. You know, uh, you know. let me ask you, Scott, are you done? Have you got all your Christmas shopping done? And all but one. 
gonna call her and tell her that he's not done yet there's one that's a little challenging to shop for and i'm uh, i'm thinking over that carefully, maybe in the so. second half of the program we'll get some guidance counseling can we do somebody. a call in yeah, with some gift ideas there you go That'd be great one of the biggest issues we've got at this particular time and this happened to me just recently is um People that are fishing for you, you know, they're going through this little eels, and I mean, this the scam, the scam artists that are, that you know, they they're going through and they're asking you for a request. Usually, it's by email for for more information. And in my particular case, this happened last week. I get this very official looking email. I mean, it had all the the right icons on it, the right logos. I mean, the right signatures, the right executives, and it looked as real as you could possibly make it. And it was from a bank that I of a credit company that I do business with. In fact, it was American Express. And, you know, uh, it looked very legitimate, a very legitimate source. What do you say to those people, Scott? Well, I think the key is uh, a financial institution is not going to email you and ask you for personal sensitive information. And I think that's the key point to remember. Uh, pick up the phone and call the institution and say, hey, are you looking for this? But they're not going to email you out asking for your Social Security number, verify account details. You know, and once they do, they got your passwords. They and got it. Yeah. They got it. You know, and I hate to say this. I was busy. Uh, you know, it came on my handheld, and I looked at it, and, you know, uh, I, I, I actually read it, and I thought. I actually thought. Now, you know, I know that. I know right. what you just said. And to the unsuspecting person, it looked because literally all the things that you got going on—that's an issue. And that, and that's a, that's a key point that you bring up. They're they're getting so crafty and yep. so skilled at at getting you just that that split second of not truly thinking through what you're doing and and responding to that email. And, and so you. the reality is, when in doubt, delete it out. Delete it out. That's Don't send personal information. Yeah. Don't open emails from people that you're not familiar with. Well, you would think that that has been something we have hammered so many times, so often on this show, that that doesn't happen to people. But we know that it does. We know. And in our industry, we're, we're particularly vulnerable. I think I saw a statistic somewhere recently where 92 to 94 percent of phishing scams are targeted at financial institutions or through financial yep. institutions like the one that you received. And it's not time, you know, going at the 25-year-old, it's going at the 65-year-old. True. And that's where they're, because there's more money there usually from that standpoint. Jonathan, you mentioned something when we were preparing for the program about just opting out of an email. Just thing. opting out, right? Yeah. Tell me about that. So I, I'm in a, uh, a marketing group with a lot of other um, people around the city, and we get together once a week. And we have a guy in our group named Tony Myers, and I was talking to Tony, and I said, Tony, I'm getting a lot of these emails. And he said, well, what are you doing about it? I said, well, I'm opting out. He said, that's probably the worst thing that you can do. And it kind of shocked me. But mm. then when he told me the reason behind it, it made a lot of sense. He said, when you opt out of an email, what you are essentially doing is you are verifying that you have a real email address. And then whoever sent you that blast or that phishing attempt can then go sell your email address on a dark web for a premium price because they now know that's a confirmed email address. Yeah, that's and they can sell it to wow. hundreds or thousands of other people to then try and hit you again and again for those phishing attempts like you experienced, Jim. So what do you do? You just So best thing he said for us to do was he said, go into your server settings and just block whoever it's from. Yeah. So if it's at abccompany.com, 
blockabccompany.com on your server settings, and that way you don't get anything from that coming in in the future. You know, one of the thoughts that I was shocked about as we prepared for the program and we think about it, now what you're listening to is Talk Money, and I'm Jim Shoemaker, Talk Money on KWAM 990, and we've got a special Christmas program. The whole idea is that what do you do if you're shopping or been shopping or you feel like somebody may have taken your your personal identity, your financial identity, how to be careful with that. That's who we're talking with, Jonathan McAllister, Scott Jordan. We've got special guests coming up in the second half of the program. You do not, do not want to miss the second half. You've actually probably heard some of the special guests in this uh, coming up with this next half of the program. But uh, at this point, we're talking about how to avoid the financial issues of people scamming or, you know, the shopping season and people are buying online. How do you keep that from being a problem? Here's, a, here's guys, I, this was one I was shocked, the, the idea behind friends. Facebook. I happen to not be a big, big Facebook user, but, boy, you talk to people today, they're, you know, it's almost like how many friends do you have? Well, the reality was what we found out is a lot of your friends on Facebook may not always be a friend. That's right. And so tell us about that, Jonathan. What do you think about that? What is it, how do you avoid that problem? A lot of it. And uh, someone actually stole Shelly's identity and created a fake Facebook profile for her and then went out wow. and tried to friend <clears throat> sure. some of her friends. And what they're doing is it's really easy. Jim, I could do it to you. I could go. No, you can't. Search, search Jim Shoemaker, find out that you're the CEO of Shoemaker Financial, steal your picture off the website, put it on there, create one, create maybe a uh, J.H. Shoemaker at ShoemakerFinancial.com email address. Make it look pretty real. Hey, I got. I could tell you a story, but go ahead. <laughs> and go out and friend your whoever you're connected with and start getting information about them that way. Yeah, and here's yeah. what happens in this case. You end up with that person that uh, who is not really a friend sends you something about some retailer or something, but, hey, you got to have some information. What would you, you know, they're asking you data. Again, Scott, they're stepping out there wanting data. Well, I think the the key is to be careful. You know, we we live we live online a lot now, and we're putting a lot out there about ourselves, mm-hmm. and all that information is being collected. So I think that's one thing that you have to keep in mind with whether what it's you're collected by somebody good or bad, right? Or bad, right? Yeah, you talk about this. I actually we were I was working one morning, and uh, our the CP the CFO of the company mm-hmm. is getting an email, and uh, it's coming to her, and it looks just as real as it normally would, and it's requesting $21,800 be sent to one of our offices, she, she thought, one of our offices in Charleston, because we have an office in Charleston, South Carolina. Right. Well, she's going through the process, and normally, for less than so, a certain amount, I don't even get involved, and she was going to wire it, just send the money to them, because it was a normal request, it looked like I had approved it, and the bank said, mm, you know... We won't do that. We need to get his approval. We need to get his okay. Well, she gets frustrated, literally, because I'm tired. I didn't even turn my computer on all day. And so she comes into my office at noon. She said, I can't send this. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, they've been, they, they won't let me send it. Even though you're requesting it, they won't let me send it. Would you sign this? And I said, what are you talking about? She said, this, this $21,000 that you requested at 8 o'clock this morning. I said, I haven't even turned my computer on. Now, here's the key. You said it, Jonathan. It looked just like me. It's really it easy to do. very, very good. The, the issue that we wish we dug down deeper, you know, and this is what the IT guys ended up doing, J.H. Shoemaker at, now that sounds just like me, right, so far, shoemake.com. Wow. Shoemake Financial, shoemakefinancial.com. Wow. 
I mean, <laughs> you've got to be. So if you're not paying attention, you wouldn't even catch that. You're just answering it. Now, it, you know, and it's coming from me, so how many small businesses would that have affected? So we're just telling you, be careful, be careful. And one of the things is change your passwords often. I do that all the time, guys. What do you do? Oh, we have to do it. <laughs> yeah, we're forced to, and I think that's probably a good thing. I, I do tell me, we have to change it. What on most of our systems at least at least four times a year, yeah, maybe not more than that. And, you know, some they, more, yeah. And where I got into it, you know, some people say, "Well, don't use your, you know, if they can ever find out what your mother's maiden name is, they right. got a whole lot of information there. So be careful how you do that." But hackers are going to go in, and if you use the same email for a lot of accounts, they get one, and now they've got this whole book on you. Right. And yeah. so be careful, change, and use multiple passwords. Now, guys, that's difficult for a lot of people to use Very multiple, difficult. multiple passwords. As a matter of fact, we keep a spreadsheet where we'd make all our changes so we can keep up with all those passwords. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and you think about it, for a lot of people, that is very difficult. Well, you take any small business owner, they've probably got to log into their computer. They've got an online banking. They've probably got something with their payroll. They've got something with their CPA. They've got something with their investment accounts, something with their insurance accounts. And it gets to be very hard to manage. Yeah, it does. Well, guys, you're listening to Talk Money. This is our special Christmas show. I'm Jim Shoemaker. we got a ton going on, and I want to tell you that one of the things that so many people get hooked at in this Christmas season as we go is returning something, or you ask for something and you didn't get it. In other words, you ordered it. Now, I've got a couple of things that uh, that looks like that could have possibly happened with. And, and I, now, I had to, did I procrastinate and wait too late? Yeah. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Never do Never. that. <laughs> but it could have been. But here's the key. I mean, you know, when you don't get something that you've ordered, don't just take it for granted that it's coming. Let's make sure that we tell the people exactly what to do with that. Start with it, Scott. Well, I think, you know, one of the benefits of using a, a credit card to order things through through the mail service and things like that is the protection you have if you don't receive the goods. You can call the credit card company and, and request a refund in the event that you don't receive the and goods. And literally, don't hesitate. And don't hesitate to do that. Yeah, because <clears throat> there are those those people that set up a dummy company. You it, They send you something, say, we got a special for so-and-so. It's not one of those that you've done business with before, but it looks good. You give them information. They're not even involved in sending you the If it's too good to be true, it usually is. It usually is. is. If, you, a, if you see um, a suit or a shirt that you want, and it's normally $100, and it's retailing on this special one-time offer website for $39.99, and it's a <laughs> and one- normally it's $400. <laughs> normally it's $400, <laughs> and you just got to have it right there. It's probably best to wait and see if that website actually exists. Yeah, that's true. a good point. Yeah, and, it, and we don't think about that. I mean, this is the time of the season that we're into giving, and we're you know we talked about friends on Facebook. You trust that? And yet there's a there's a scam there. You get something that's requesting information. Well, you think about it. You've you've been ordering stuff online. Your bank says, hey, I want to verify the last order. Right. Well, they've been looking at you ordering. They've mm-hmm. somehow hacked into the system and watch, and they can make it sound like they are so good at it. That's why they good. That's why there's a whole economy out there of scam scam artists that we need to be very very sensitive to. Here's one, and this is the time of the year that I think this happens more often than any other time. The summer is the second time you get the phone call or the email. Usually it's an email. Sometimes it's a phone call, and sometimes it's leaving a message. It sounds good. We actually had this happen with a client that uh, actually it was a phone call, and she absolutely said it sounded like my son. Now, man, that's scary, 
But obviously it was, uh, and what they did is, hey, aunt so-and-so, or hey, grandmother, I'm struggling. I'm out here in Las Vegas. I'm out here in San Francisco on a holiday, Christmas, and man, I can't get home. I, I, I lost my ticket. I lost my billfold. Can you wire me $1,000 to get home? Now, what grandparent is going <laughs> to tell that grandson, you know, granddaughter, I can't do that. I don't do it. And so what did she do? She, she wired, wired the money. money. Sent the money. And uh, she didn't stop and say, let me call just to see. Well, he was at home. She immediately responded. What part of that at this time of the year, what part of her responded quicker than her brain? Her heart. Her heart. Yep. Yeah. And so we want to tell people, be careful with that. If you get that type, whether it's a grandchild or they, a lot of times they call and say, I'm in the hospital. Yeah. In other words, it's going to be a way to get your attention. And that's it, It's going to be something that pulls at your heartstrings. And no we talk about, Jim, emotions a lot on this show with finances and investing. And it, this is just another example of that. It's people acting emotionally rather than rationally. When you get family involved, the people that are doing this have really nothing to lose. I mean, they're going to try anything in the book to do it. Absolutely. So yeah. just be wary of anything that comes across. And that's always just be sensitive to it because, right. I mean, the reality is um, people people are, are out there for that purpose. And so what you're saying is great advice, great advice. Guys, what about gift cards? I mean, that is a huge market, Jonathan. I mean, tell me about it. That's that's become a deal. I'm not it, sure I like them. But if I was think? a retailer, gift cards would be my favorite sale of the year. And Absolutely. It, a- it is free money for them because when they look at that, only about 85% of gift cards are used within the first 60 days. So you're giving them money right. for them to just hold yep. on the thought that you might come back and redeem that gift card at a later date. And if you don't, normally cards are active for about five years now. Most people are going to lose them. They're either going to lose them or they're going to have their monthly fees that come out or something that end up making the card useless. If I'm a retailer, I love gift cards. Well, I'm I'm guilty. I'm real. I have a stack. Yeah. It's terrible because I am going to use it. I'm going to use it. You forget about it. Well, I forget. I actually put them in a place and every now and then I say, I got to get by where it's. You know, whatever, it's a, a clothing store, a bookstore. I mean, I'm a book freak, so I, you know, they, people give me a book card, you know, but 99 times out of 10, how do I buy a book today? I usually maybe go online, or if I go buy, guess what? I'm, I go by the bookstore to pick up a book, and forget guess what? The gift I forgot. Card. I didn't. Forget the gift card. But I'm not going to wait and go back and get it. I'm going to go ahead and buy the book. A lot of restaurants. Uh, I've actually held a restaurant card one time, and substantial amount of money, and um now I still have a nice plastic card and no meal because the restaurant's not there anymore. And they probably think they, 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 they sent you a nice note in the mail, too, they, I'm yeah. sure. You know? so, so that's a real issue. People need to be thinking about that if you've got a gift card to use the gift card. Uh, and I think one of the staggering numbers out there, too, is $41 billion wow. since 2005, about over the past 11 years, have gone wasted. <laughs> Wait a minute. Say, <laughs> say that again. I mean, so, people need to hear this number. People, Good morning, by the way. Yeah, Wake up, have yeah, a cup of coffee. The number 41 billion should stick in your head number. for the rest of the day. <laughs> Count when, them. How many have you got? You know, That's the amount of money out there that, it, Jim, if I gave you a gift card and it was $100 saying that you want to use $85 on it, you just forgot about the other 15 Well, imagine that happening thousands of millions of times over and over. 
that adds up to about $41 billion that retailers just got for free from people from buying gift cards. Uh, because it's so easy. I'm going to go buy and get a gift for you, and I'm going to just pick up a gift card and here. And buy, you know, that's, that's what people do today. By the way, if I ever bought a gift card my wife found out, she would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. If you just tuned in, I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to KWAM 990. This is a special Christmas show, Talk Money. We're just having a great time in the studio. we got some special guests coming up in just a few minutes that you do not want to miss. But I've been enjoying a very good interview with Jonathan McAllister and Scott Jordan, and we're talking about ways to protect yourself from online fraud or gift cards, what to do with them, what about Facebook and friends. You might want to go back and listen to this program again, and all you have to do to do that is go to the iTunes store and search for Shoemaker Financial. This will be online for you, and it'll be titled Ways to Protect Yourself during heavy shopping, and that's what's going on right now. We'll be back now with you in just a few minutes, so stay with us because we got more of Talk Money coming up. Welcome back. You're listening to KWAM 990. I'm Jim Shoemaker, your host of Talk Money. This is our special Christmas program because we have some very special guests. You listen to the first half of the program, but the second half of the program is special to me because uh, Gil and I are working with some very, very special guests. Now, you guys know who Gil is. Gil is my producer and always does a wonderful job. That's Gil Worth. Welcome, Gil, to the program, sir. Hey, how are you doing? Merry <laughs> doing Christmas. Good. Merry Christmas to you. Now, Gil and I thought we would try to do something that you don't normally hear at KWAM because we've got a lot of people that do talk and talk radio, and you got all kinds of things that are busy, whether we're talking political stuff or money or whatever you're talking about. But we thought we would dive into people today that are Special, wouldn't you say, Gil? I would for, say probably the youngest people that we have on. Oh, the, but they're could, the they're going to be the professionals in the future. Oh, no yeah, question yeah. about that, for sure. Well, now I want to tell you who we have today. Let's start with Owen. Owen is Gil's son. His name is Owen Worth, and um, Owen. Let's see. Now, Owen looks. If you if we had a movie here, he he looks. He's better looking than his dad. That's all I got to say. 
Yeah, but, I will, I'll admit that. He is way better looking than I am. Because he has to look like his mom then, right? Yeah, that, I, think that, I think that that's what it is. Like, it's it's like me, but like all the rough stuff gets like, There you go. Over. There you go. <laughs> here, can you say hey? Can you? Hello. Yeah, yeah you there you right go. There. Hello. Hello. All right. Now, Owen is four years old, four. and we are absolutely, is it three? Three or four. He's four. Four, four years He's old. Four. He, and he is the uh, special apple of uh, Gil's eye, and uh, and we're going to wrestle with the microphone with him. That's going to be the deal. Yeah, but this is this is this is a great Christmas. I think this is the first year that like he really gets it. Like he hello. He he really he uh, he's excited. He's, hello. <laughs> He's having and a good time. He's also a comedian. So. Hello. Now that he, now that he knows that this is funny. Yeah, he's got Hello. that. He's got that down pat. Now we also have with us. Yeah, there you go. We're talking also, we have my two grandkids here and uh, two grandkids that live in Memphis. I have five. I have three in Birmingham. But I have with me Trotter and McLean Jones. Guys, welcome to the program. Hello, my name is McLean Jones. Wait a second, you just say hello, thank you, Grandpa. Hello, thank you, Grandpa, for um, letting me be on this news. <laughs> and Trotter, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> All right. Now, guys, what I want to talk about, let's, let's make sure we get this. Uh, Trotter, you are in the what grade? I'm in fifth grade, and I'm 11, uh, 10 years old. 10 years old, almost 11. Almost 11, and two months. And you go to what school? Uh, St. George's. And you said you're in the fifth grade, right? So you're getting ready. And school going pretty good for you? Uh, it's going great. Great. Good. And McLean, you're in the fourth grade, I understand. I'm in fourth grade. Um, my teacher is Miss Goldberg. And I go to school at St. George's. And I am nine years old. And you're okay. All right. Now, you want to say something special to Miss Goldberg? She is very nice. She she always gets some... She gets some she kind of gets them mad, like because people are like crazy in my class. This is your chance of getting of getting past. You, yeah, you yeah. can say something nice and get but better. Say, you yeah, know, good grades some here. Extra if credit. You really give her a grade. What about your teacher, Trotter? Uh, I don't. I have a homeroom teacher, but you got a bunch school, of teachers. Yeah, we have three teachers, and we switch around like blocks. Like we, it's where you switch around classrooms. In each classroom, we have an hour and a half. If, do you so. want to tell us who your favorite teacher is? Uh, <laughs> Be careful. <I> have... <laughs> when you think, Gil. Yeah. Well, <laughs> think about the, think about the class you need the most extra credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Pick that teacher. There you go. Uh, probably social studies. Social studies, Ms. and that's who? Miss Tate. Miss Tate. All right, Miss Tate. We just want to tell you Merry Christmas, and uh, Trotter's doing the best he can, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Now let's talk a little bit. This is Christmas, and I want to kind of tie it together. I want to get your ideas, and, and Owen's going to help us with this too. But I want to get your ideas. What's what is the best Christmas you've had so far? I mean, you're nine and ten. You know, tell me about what you know, McLean. We're going to start with you, ladies, always first. So, mm. what has been your best Christmas? Probably when I was hmm. Last year, probably. Okay. Okay, tell me why. Because I got a big trampoline, and it was very fun because you were there, and y'all, we had a lot of fun. We did a scavenger hunt to find our presents, yep. and it was very fun. Yep, and that's and we always come over about Christmas morning. And you always have, like, a Santa bag with yep. all of our toys. Yeah, that's Lolly. That's uh, The Lolly, by the way, is their grandmother, and that's her name's Linda, and Lolly stands for what? 
Lol- you, l- Lolly always loves you. Yeah, Linda always loves you is Lolly. Yeah. That's exactly right. And uh, Trotter, what's your, been your best Christmas? Uh, Probably the first time having Christmas with my whole family. Uh-huh. And you remember that? That was... Uh, uh, yeah, kind of? Sort of. Yep. Now, you've got... Uh, you know, we've got a bunch of grandkids. We've got the three that you go down to see. You've got the other side of the family, too. But when you guys have Christmas, it's just usually your family, right? And you come yes. together and you do that. Owen, what are you expecting for Christmas? What did you want for Christmas? Hello. Hello. Yeah. He's got that down pat, guys. He's great at introductions. Yes, he is. What do you want for Christmas? What do you want Santa to bring you? Think about it. Then you want a crane? Yes. And um, a flatbed truck that carries the the crane? No, a flatbed truck for my remote control excavator. Okay, he's got a remote control excavator. There you he go. Knows, he knows all the names of this stuff and what they do. The other day, actually, George was talking to him. He has an 18-wheeler, and he was pointing to the gas can or the gas tank, and he says, you know what you put in there, gas? He goes, no, it's actually diesel fuel. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know, kids know a lot about. Now, you have another daughter that was getting what, Gil? She's getting something. That's... Oh, the Hatchamal? Yeah. The, I have a 10-year-old that's getting oh. that, that. It's like the Furby that hatches out of an egg. Yeah, and she's going to get that hatches one time, right? Yeah, it's hatch- yeah. you don't know what it is. Uh, you know, the people, they've been, they've, it's the, basically what happened with the Furby and the Tickle Me Elmo, where they've run out of them, so people bought it in bulk, and now you can sell on eBay for like $200. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Wow, okay. Guys, let me ask you this. What is your, uh, when you go shopping, what do you do? What do you buy? How do you do the shopping with, uh, get, talk a little bit about what we do kind of together with Lolly and me. Uh, and we, we go, Frodo, you talk about it. What so, do we do? So, with Lolly and Grandpa, we always go to the Dollar Tree. Yep. And we always go and get, find some gifts to give our, get, Christmas gifts for our parents. And we give you a couple of dollars, I mean, $10, 15 And yeah. you guys just, since you were a little bitty, we started doing that. And it's a tradition. Yeah. And uh, we get to go and go through that process. And you guys can pick up anything. Tell me what happened to you last year. Uh, you remember with me, with you, 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 we found something that you thought would be special for your mom. Oh, I like it. So, when, you know, you go through this whole process, and he'll remember. So, the, yeah. so there's this little glass thing. Very, very yeah, fragile, fragile, fragile glass. And so we, I had, was trying to, I was getting it, and Grandpa told me to carry it and go put it somewhere. Careful. Carefully, and he said it would be a miracle if you uh, bring it over there. So, so I actually did it, and after. After I put it down, I said, it's a miracle. Yeah, you did. It was a, actually the a whole Christmas thing. Christmas miracle. It was Christmas miracle, Kill. <laughs> you ought to have seen this. It was two very fragile glasses. Yeah. And he told the story exactly the way. I mean, we walked around in the whole story the whole time. And I'm thinking, it's going to be a miracle if you get it. Because they were fragile. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I said, it'll be a miracle just like that. It'll be a miracle if you get out. So we're finally, we had Paul paid, and we're walking out to the truck, and he, just as he sees it about within eyesight, you know, about, you know, 20 yards from it, he holds up and shouts at the top of his yeah. head, it's a miracle. <laughs> it would have been funny if I just dropped oh, it yeah, after right. yeah, It would have been terrible if you had dropped it from that standpoint. McLean, you uh, you have some special things at Christmas, too, that you get to do when we go and shop. What are some of the things that you've done is when we shopped at the Dollar Tree? What are the things you remember? Well, really, I um, all I do is just go um, to every um 
I go every aisle, and I always look. I just look everywhere, and the something I like, I just put it in the buggy. And if I get everything, like, 15 um, toys, I'm only allowed to get, like, 10, yep. and I, like, see which one's the best. And um, last time I got my mom a candle, and it was, like, a purple one. Yeah. And then we go back and, sh- and wrap those, Gil. It's, uh, it's one of those things that they have a good time doing, and we've um, it's, it's definitely Lolly's been doing it. But it's a fun thing that they get to do and participate in to help. That's great. Yeah, it's been fun. They do a good job with it from that standpoint. But if you just tuned in, I'm talking with three special guests, Gil and I, or it's our Christmas program. I'm sure a lot of people are getting, you know, ready for family things that you're going to be doing. Well, we thought it would be appropriate for you get to meet some of our family up here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit with some of the older guys here about what they remember of their best Christmas. And uh, that'll be fun for doing. And maybe you should be thinking, what is do you remember from your best Christmas? What have been the things that you go back and think, oh, my goodness, that was a special Christmas. I've got one. I remember it. Gil's got one. We're going to talk about it. Stay with us. We'll be back with more of Talk Money's special Christmas program. We'll be back right after this. Good morning again. I'm Jim Shoemaker. It's our special Christmas program. Of course, you're listening to KWAM 990. This is Talk Money, and uh, we have special guests in the studios with us. We have Owen. Owen is, of course, Gil's son and uh, four years old. Uh, he has uh, told us a little bit about what his heavy equipment that he's getting, and uh, I like that. A big old tractor trailer with diesel fuel and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like he's, it. He's Where are you going to park that big thing? Uh, oh, yeah, we're getting we're going to get an actual, you know, uh, John Deere tractor. I like it. I like it. John Deere. We live in Midtown John. Memphis, so we'll just park it right on the street. Park it right on the street. Hey, I like his aspirations, yeah. though, man. That's it's the true. key right there. You know, that's, that's great. That's great. Uh, so, and also with me is Trotter Jones and Kirsten Jones, Kirsten Jones, McLean Jones. Uh, Kirsten is my daughter, and she is married to Jeremy, and you're talking to my two grandkids who live here in Memphis. I actually have five. I have three that live in Birmingham. But uh, I am very blessed to have these two today. I know their grandmother's listening to this program. Uh, we've referred to her as Lolly. And uh, that is because it's a Linda and always loves you. And that's always been kind of the, the way these guys have addressed them from that standpoint. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys taking the time. They're, they're students at St. George, you know, St. George University, St. George School, Independent School. They are in the fourth and the fifth grade. And we've talked about uh, some of the things they've done that they remember their best Christmases. And I appreciate that much. Gil, you and I were talking at, during the break, and the, the, the thing and kind of, and we got to ask these older guys that were with us early, your special best Christmas that you remember. We kind of let these guys talk a little bit about that with them. What do you remember for your best Christmas? You know, I think my best Christmas would probably be the first one that I got to be Santa at. Uh, ah. I married into a family that uh, my wife had a 
a four-year-old daughter. So uh, the first Christmas that I got to set up the tree, we set up the tree, and then we set up all the toys like Santa was coming. I, I remember that, and that was that was really special. It was a different feeling, you know, that the idea of Christmas, like coming back and you being Santa yeah. and, and creating the magic for your kids. That's great. That, that was great. I that, really enjoyed that. That was a big deal too for you. I mean, it that was. was. Yeah, I can see it was because yeah. um, I was uh, I married my wife when I was twenty-five. And up to that point, you know, I had been playing music and doing stuff like that. And I hadn't really ever thought about, you know, I was with my wife for a couple of years before we got married. But, you know, I'd, I'd never thought about family stuff. Right. So uh, that was a big deal that first Christmas mm. when we were married and we were all in the same house and we set up Christmas together. It was uh, it was it was very magical. That's great. That's a great thought. And I'm sure people listening today identify with that totally. Yeah, I identify with it totally that that's uh, all of a sudden it changes because you're now giving, and that is the spirit of Christmas. Jonathan, Jonathan McAllister, one of our planners at the office, he was on the program earlier in the in the show and uh Jonathan, what do you remember i mean well, G- gill you kind of stole mine <laughs> um you, you don't you have new- any kids yet, <laughs> well i am a newlywed so um no I, I think you know outside of the first christmas that the wife and i spent in our house together um i, I don't really have a particular memory but i remember me my brother and my sister always getting up at three or four in the morning sure. and rushing downstairs <laughs> don't we all to see what santa had brought us and every time I tried to beat Santa, and we never did. Yeah. So I don't know it's how he's amazing it, too. You know, man, he is sneaky. Yep. Yeah, uh, that man's quieter than a mouse. And, yep. Um, does a great job. He, he does a great job, and you know, we we were very blessed every Christmas. Um, you know, I, I Christmas is a time of year where you're always with the family. You're getting to spend time with people that you love, yep. the people that you're close to, and it's just it's that special time of year. But um, you know, it's just that time with family. That, well, I, I get thought. it. It is family. It is giving, as Gil talked about. Scott, what about you and your special Christmas? I think, well, there are a lot of them. You know, growing up with the kids was always fun. But one that comes particularly to mind, you know, when I was growing up, my cousins and I, we were spread across three different states. There was one year we all got together at my mother's sister's house outside of Atlanta, and we spent about a week over there through the holidays and all together. And uh, so my grandparents had 12 grandkids. So it was a crew, and it was fun. You know, funny thing, I don't even remember what I got that year, but that's one of the real fun Christmases that sticks out in my mind. Isn't that amazing that you don't remember what you got? Couldn't tell you. But you know, (laughs) you remember the time that you had with your family. So I I guess I'm wanting to say to everybody, at the end of the day, you know, I can remember giving gifts to the kids, and they would play with the boxes as much as they play, you know. (laughs) And at the end of the day, all the gifts seem to end up back in some storage closet or some closet and. They sometimes don't ever come back out, but you remember that time that you had with your family. And uh, uh, I can remember my grandfather going to his house down in McGee, Mississippi. I can remember introducing my dad about the size I was about Owen's age, but I still remember it because there was going to be my first experience with fireworks down at my grandfather's house. And uh, he, my dad, who was a big old guy, he said, uh, you know, I don't know about this fireworks thing, but I'm going to let you do this with your cousins, okay? But in order for me to do it, they had the little bitty fireworks. They don't even make those <laughs> My dad, I love him to death. He decided that in order to do that, he had to see what it would be like, just in case one did go off in my hand, what it would be like. So he lights one and holds it, 
and it goes off in his hand, and he says, I don't think so. <laughs> that, that was the you he, he know, didn't, I got he didn't to have watch. a lot of choice words at that point. <laughs> and I don't care how small that firecracker was, it was definitely a firecracker. There was no question. It was a little bitty one, but it still had the, the pump that he said, nope, not going to happen. Not this time. So I get to watch and, and run around from that standpoint to do that. I will say this, that I remember with their mom and dad, we did have a Christmas wedding. And we were, as you talk about, Gil, putting all the things up that you do for Christmas. And, you know, and I get that. That is the giving back. Well, we had the kids and they were probably six, seven and three, seven and four, three years difference in them. And your mom and dad, guys, uh, your mom, uh, we're decorating. And they're bouncing around as, you know, I mean, Owen is, you know, doing his thing in the studios. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> we get that. <laughs> well, they were doing the same thing. We were decorating the Christmas tree. And I and they're, we're filming. You know, we all do that now at Christmas. We're always filming. So Kirsten, and that's their mom, is holding an ornament. And uh, you can we're taping. And you can hear me say, you need to be careful. You're going to break that ornament. I didn't get it out of my mouth good. <laughs> and, of course, the ornament is shattered all over the place. And you can see we have her face captured, and it is a perfect, perfect face of her going, <gasps> I mean, like, oh, no. And, uh, you know, it was just an ornament. And you do remember those things that happen. Sure, that, that's you the do. Good part. Guys, let me ask you this. Christmas, we talked about giving. We talked about the whole idea of family. And uh, the, the specialness of, of Gil talking about having a four-year-old stepdaughter and, and all of a sudden being engaged in the family side. But you know what? Christmas is just not giving gifts. It's just not presents. It's just not about that. Christmas is a very special time. Scott, what does Christmas big time mean to you? Well, Christmas, uh, to, to me, is the birth of our Lord and Savior. Yeah. That's, that's really the heart of everything and, and what it's all about. The other day, we were reading the Christmas story to some kids there in the office. And, uh, you know, I always get kind of emotional about it because I'm really trying to drive home that it's not just gifts. It is the special gift, the perfect gift that we were giving in our particular relationship with God. And uh, it is because of that. And I don't want us to ever forget that. And as far as when we talk about Christmas and I think, guys, let me ask you this. You know, you played in the in the in the play at school this time. Uh, you were you were Joseph uh, Trotter, and uh, a lot I've of things played happened. Joseph before. Well, you played Joseph. I've, so we've I've, got I've a couple of Josephs Joseph. right, here. Right. That's good. Well, that's important. Joseph is uh, was special. Now, McLean, you'll do this next year as a fifth grader. You did it last did it last, last year, year and uh, you you had a part and you did some things. What were you last year? Um, I didn't really. I wasn't anybody, but I was like a. I was a person that did a speech that dressed up like as a culture and what said it about like what we celebrated in what that culture. What we celebrated in that culture. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Now, and, and now Joseph, special Joseph, right? And that was a big deal, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. And so tell me about the play. There's a lot of things going on in the play. Um, In the play, you have to learn your the songs. That's the first thing you do. You go over the songs, and then after a while, you start learning your parts you can you start learning your parts and where you need to go and stand up all the things to be did you have to do all that or were you what would you 
I don't remember. I do remember that I sang, and it was, uh, and I'm not a singer at all. So, and that was one of the weird here's things. Here's a guy like, that is a musician all over the place. I, I can I can play instruments yeah. all day long, but I cannot sing. So I remember at a young age, like thinking back, I was like, wow, I can't believe they gave me a singing <laughs> like spot. But uh, I do remember singing, and uh, it was at St. James Episcopal Church uh, in uh, Greenville, Mississippi, is where Greenville, I play Joseph. Wow, Joseph. I don't remember ever. Gosh, did y'all ever play any parts in the thing where you were Joseph or, you know, Jonathan? What about it? I I never played Joseph, but I do remember very, very vividly. St. George's, where I went to high school, too, has a, um, when you're in fourth grade, you do a recorder program. Right. And I am not musically inclined at all, Gil. And I remember my teacher looked at me and she said, Jonathan, we love you. We just want you to stand in the back row. <laughs> Don't actually blow into the recorder, but just move your fingers like you know what you're doing. Air recorder, basically. Air recorder, right. Yeah. Right. And that was, a, that was I feel, like a defining moment in my life when I realized I just should not ever pursue yeah. it. They basically yeah. told you to be Millie Vanilli in the back row. <laughs> just act like you know what you're doing. I get it. I get it. I have been told that a couple of times in some singing. You know, hey, say Mississippi about 100,000 times. You look like you're Second, but forget it. You're right, you know. But Joseph Trotter, you were Joseph. A lot of things going on. You were told how to sing, what to sing. What are some of the songs that you sang? You remember uh, those? We sang "Hark Though the Bells." Uh, uh, we sang. Your your music teacher because she did a great job. What's her name? Uh, Miss Colgate. Miss Colgate She's did been a phenomenal job. Teaching. She's been there for how long? She was my teacher. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. what was? You remember any of them? Because I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't ask you about that, did I? Oh, uh, we did. Hark on the bells. Uh. <laughs> I love it. A lot of other ones. A lot of, a lot of songs. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of other ones. A lot of songs. But y'all were great, by the way. And Miss Colgate, as you said, she's been doing it forever. And she does a great job of including the, the students, uh, even if they're put in the back row and told to look like you're playing something, right? Yep. I got it. Got it. Scott, did you ever do anything? Did you play any part like that? or? Wow. I don't have a, uh, a memory of any Christmas programs. I, I was in several church programs, and when I was younger, I think I could sing, but then my voice changed and it went away. I used to get a lot of singing parts when I was younger. Once once the voice change happened, no more requests. Yeah, I got it, guys. I got it. Well, guys, anything you want to leave with our audience, anything you want to say special about Christmas? I mean, you you were helping me tell the Christmas story the other day. Both of you did that. Anything special about the Christmas story? Um, the Christmas stories, it's not about um, the gifts. It's about giving and having the uh, the the uh, having the response of knowing that how Jesus died. Amen. Yeah, that's great. That's good, McLean. It's not about like gifts. It's really about like Jesus's birthday and like Jesus's birth. And we celebrate that as the angels celebrated, as the three kings celebrated. Well, that's great, guys, and I appreciate you being here. Owen, where are you, man? Did I kind of gather him back up again? He was on the floor. <laughs> he was on the floor. Uh, man, I appreciate you being with us today. He said thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to get you back on in the next year, too. You know, thank you so Merry much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I got it. And, hey, I want to come see your big trucks when you get them, okay? Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, guys, let me ask you this in closing, because I want everybody to keep in mind this is a program that we did talk about some issues. We've talked about, of course, kids and Christmas, but basically some issues about how to protect things that we've, uh, we need to tell people about. So let me start with, start with you, Jonathan. What do you want to leave with our audience here? I think the important thing 
is a lot of people get caught up in, in buying the gifts and just swiping the credit cards, things like that, just going through the motions and not really operating from a, a sensible standpoint financially. When you're going through the motions, just stop and think. Make sure you know how much you're spending. Make sure you're staying in budget, that you're reconciling all your accounts and making sure that the charges that are showing up are yours. Are yours. Check that. That's check, check the very, statements. very important. It, it takes five minutes, but it, it's really an important thing to do, and we harp on that a lot. In but, fact, next week, you and Nathan Powell are going to be on the program with me. We're going to talk specifically about that. So that's right. a great point. John, uh, Scott, what about yourself? I think it's just being aware, know that there's things out there to be aware of and be cognizant of, and, and be careful where you're doing your online shopping. We didn't really talk about that, but, you know, sitting in coffee shops and places like that, there are people there that are waiting to watch where you log in and, and get your passwords or your, your bank card and information. you know, when you're in a situation like that and it's not a protected site, you've got some issues, and you need to be very, very careful. But very good point, because a lot of people do that. Well, you've been listening to Talk Money. In our special Christmas program, Gilworth and I have been talking with some kids, my grandkids, his son. Hey, it's been a great program. I've enjoyed it. I'm hoping you're having a great Christmas. I hope you got all those gifts that you wanted and that you've got to, you know, if you've got to do some returns, as Jonathan and as Scott have told you, be careful. Be careful. You might want to listen to this program again. Do so by just simply going to the iTunes store and search on Shoemaker Financial. You can listen to it again. I'm Jim Shoemaker. We thank you so much for being in the program today. Gil Worth is my producer. Of course, content and guest coordination is Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovich. And Mid-South History Moments, Rebecca Brazier and Jude Johnson. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank you so much, Scott. Appreciate you being on the program. Thanks. Thanks. Merry Christmas, Jim. Merry Christmas to everybody. And thank you for listening to Talk Money. We're here every week helping you make the most of your money. Shepherds quake.